Okay. Hi, Taylor. Um, today is Sunday, 5 p.m., and it is April 26th. <laughs> I almost didn't know what day it was. Um, and this is the first podcast ever or anything that I'm recording in life. And I'm so excited that you're taking this journey with me and we're doing this together. Um, so why don't you actually, why don't we start by you telling me a little bit about yourself and just like, who, who are you? Um, well, I'm Taylor. I'm (laughs) a really big fan of cats. I'm always generally happy. I got labeled once inappropriately cheerful by a doctor. (laughs) shareable um and I I I have my spirituality to owe all of it to what about your spirituality it's actually really funny that you said that and you opened with that because the first thing that I wrote on my like no paper (laughs) says spirituality (laughs) underlined with two question marks Wow. So that just means that we're on the same page and we Amazing. didn't even think about same it. Way, it crazy. Um, so you said what about spirituality? Uh, just that if I didn't have a basis for spirituality, like ingrained into childhood, I wouldn't have understood the world that way. And now I get to base everything on it. And I feel like every time I, I get a new tool, even if it's a set of headphones, it teaches me a different way to approach my spiritual tool set from the different ways we interact with tools. What, how do you feel about spirituality and the way that it's perceived in our society today? That's kind of a long question. So actually before you answer that, what do you even think about, like, what does that word mean to you? Spirituality? Spirituality? Uh, I feel like it's so different for so many. I know. Well, I, I split it between, because I grew up both with the, with the um, interpretation of religion and spirituality. So I feel like spirituality is the other side of that stick, where um, it's an untethered, unconditional relationship with a higher power or higher powers. And I feel like it's the same for, we all have the same yearning for it. It just comes out with different interpretations. So... That's how I I view it universally. Yeah. A higher power, like that could be anything. Anything. It could be nature. It could be, I mean, there's plenty of things in our lives that have a higher power over us. It can be items. I don't, um, I don't, it could be anything. Hopefully we choose wisely. So um, not everyone knows, obviously, because not everyone in the world knows you. Only I am so lucky to. <laughs> um, but I know that there is some connection that you have with spirituality that goes maybe, let's say, like beyond. Um, can you explain what that is? Like in the best way that you feel like you can explain it. Do you mean like the spirits? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't have... Because <laughs> there's so it many different like aspects. What? It sounds like a group of real friends. Like <laughs> the spirits? Yeah. Like the band? As in the background. <laughs> um, well, it's 
it's kind of coexistent with everything around us. I've never had like a line that divides the two um, or separates the two, I guess. It divides them. I can tell the difference. And the communication is totally different. Um, sort of, I guess. But I don't really know how to explain it. No one's ever asked that. Well, what connection is there? Like, what is it? Like, how do you describe your gift to people? I'm like an operator for two people, and one of them is dead. So, um, like, if you were to want to talk to somebody dead that you had a connection with, it helps if we have things that they were connected to, whether it's um, their ashes or what holds their ashes or a picture. It really helps for me to see pictures with their pupils in it because it allows me to see their colors better so I can recognize whether incoming spirits Mm -hmm. are them or maybe a stranger makes them a little bit less of a stranger. And then um, once we invite them through, I watch the translation between you and your spirit, you and the spirit. And I translate. Are you translating the frequency between the two or are you like energy wise or what? Um, It's like a nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, like if you if you learn an instrument, I think it's sort of like that. Where if you 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 know the notes and you understand the language of the instrument, but it's not necessarily English. But you know what you're playing, you know what you're reading. So I don't know if it's like that with other languages. It's somewhere in between a, a foreign language and an instrument, where it kind of hits a beat and it comes through. Because sometimes I don't even get the right word. It's almost like a synonym, which is weird. So I almost wonder if it's one inch off in frequency that can make the difference or if it's something more mental. But I guess I'm still figuring it out. I love the way that you describe that um, because I always think about speaking as just, it's like breathing. It's so natural. Yeah. Where does it come from and where, like how, where did it come out? How do I just no language yeah that's a great you know, point it's, it's so conditioned in me at what point did it snap into me and I just knew language that's a good point with all the other things that we have like we're taking in from our mm-hmm. parents from our surroundings how do we know that's the one to respond with not physical features or physical actions I guess yeah it's weird how that becomes an intuitive thing. That's yeah. a good point. Okay. I love that. Um, we're like jumping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so back to spirituality. Okay. I'm talking about language. Um, so you have this amazing connection with beyond whatever that is, past existing life. Um, when do you feel like this came about how did this manifest itself into your life spirit the spirit the spirits the well, spirits are banned are banned <laughs> for the spirits like we said like it sounds like <laughs> a friend yeah our backer our, yes 
This is about spirits, though, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure I'm not like reading between the lines wrong or that there are lines. You're reading so clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When did it come about? Yeah. My earliest memory actually had a spirit in it. I was in the crib and it was just. I don't even. I'm going to get us a tiny bit of wine, small wine. And we'll get you some water. I'm listening to you. (laughs) Okay. Should I keep talking? Okay. Um, it was my earliest memory. There was a spirit in the room. I was in my crib and I'm not even sure if it knew I could see it or I was in there. It was almost like I was its background as if it were everybody else's. Um, and I was three. I didn't really know how to engage with that. So that, I don't know how it came into my life. I think it switched, skips a generation. Um, at least that's what I've been told. So did your mom have this, or did her mom? Her mom had it. Really? Mm-hmm. Thank you. She Around was adopted. the same age? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, throughout her whole life, too. I've never not had it. I kind of turned a blind eye to it when I was 16, but um, I wasn't, once I turned that back on, it was like a floodgate, so it just needed to be more like a, a filter. Not so much an invitation for everything. Thank you. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of love. Um, You're amazing. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. These are beautiful glasses. Thank you. I think I got them at TJ Maxx. Wow. TJ Maxx is my shit. I go there for everything. Yes. This is from TJ Maxx. I... (laughs) <laughs> TJ Maxx birthed me into everything. Wow. I used to go there and just fill my the first apartment that I ever had. I used to go to TJ Maxx literally every other day and just buy a bunch of home goods <laughs> things that wow. I didn't even need. Yes, I know. I would just That's buy a bunch of paintings that I had to now stuff under my bed in my new apartment because I didn't have any room for it. I bought a painting of a pit bull with a crown for no reason. It was like that? an animated pit bull with a golden crown. Oh, that's so I funny. don't know why. I don't have a dog. Do I've never had a dog. It's at my apartment now that I'm, like, that I've gotten know. everything out, and I just have a bunch of these paintings there that I bought from freaking TJ Maxx. They sound awesome. Um, there's a bunch of them. What are you going to do? I don't know. There's a set you have of so four. much room in this place. For I don't think that Petra would love me. <laughs> know just, this thing. just let it be the first thing yeah. you see when you shut the front door. I immediately took them out when we started moving in hopes that he would see it and it would catch his eye and he would say something. But I think he purposely ignored all of the paintings because he didn't want me to bring them. No, just... he's not that indirect. <laughs> he would have made it's fun okay. of it. Petra definitely would have made fun of it if he didn't like it. You're right. He ignored it, though. But that's we were also moving a lot of things at the same time, so that's probably why. Do you need help moving those? No. Are you sure? I, yeah. They're okay. small. They're not in frames. Do you drive? Um, no. Oh, okay. How do you get there? Well, I have been just taking the train because you know that I live in D.C. Um, now we're totally shifting gears. But, yeah, so I did live in D.C., um, and now that I'm moving to Ruston because of COVID, yeah, um, so I've bad. just been taking the train, but Petra's been so sweet. He like drove me back and forth. He got the U-Haul, wow. like helped me with everything out. 
Do you ever need a ride anywhere? I'm a really happy driver. And you actually live right near where I work. Thank you. Um, but I'm going to figure it out. This is a new chapter. New journey. For me. New journey, for sure. Cool. Um, yeah. It's I love wild. That. I can't believe this is happening. So exciting. It is exciting. This is meant to happen. This is meant to happen. Because we had been talking about it for a while. Yeah. And um, it was just not going to line up until another year or so because of our leases. This is amazing. But um, the wine, it's so good. It's so smooth. It's what so good. It? It's kind of sweet. Yeah. And it's legitimately just barefoot muscat. It's not barefoot wow. muscato. I'm just so no, used to no, saying that because yeah. I used to be obsessed with Same. muscato. And now it's so I used gross. to do it so much. I used to literally buy the little tiny bottle four pack. Yeah. And drink that. It's disgusting. Gross. I know, but see, I'm not going to handle I think it's because we're so happy. It's the cure. Maybe. I think so. Youth is the cure for hangover. 100%. But youth is I also a mindset. It is a mindset. But, yeah, you're right. It actually is. You're so right, actually. The more that I think about it, just because there's so many people that um, talk themselves out of doing things because of their age, and it's just like age is not a barrier to do anything. It's all in your head. Yeah, that's true. Just like most things are in your head. <laughs> so true. Right? That's so true. Which brings us back to spirituality. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bring us back. <laughs> Bring us back. Spirituality brings us back. Um, so I've never had any connection to past lives or beyond but I did tell you that I had that experience where I think I experienced sleep paralysis yeah um where I was asleep and I felt something in the room with me I felt this spirit legitimately laying on top of me or just watching over me and I was awake but asleep my body was asleep but my mind was awake and I couldn't move what? And that I sounds was so stressful. It was, it was terrifying. And then I had a similar experience um, a few months ago, but it wasn't as intense. The feeling wasn't as intense at all. Okay. Like I felt a spirit, but it wasn't as if it was as dark as the first time that I experienced it. The first time I experienced it, I could tell that it was a dark force. But the what? second time, like, it was like, so a- light. Wow. I didn't have to be scared. But the first time, I was so scared that I almost didn't want to breathe. I, was I wonder so terrified. what the difference was. I wonder what it was, too. That's amazing. I wonder how people deal with it that have sleep paralysis continuously. And is that connected to spiritual? Like, is that a spiritual connection? I don't know. Sleep I'm, like, what is that? My dad once had it and he described it as he felt like the devil was laying on top of him. He couldn't move anything. And my dad gets claustrophobic so easily. Like if you get stuck on an elevator with him, forget it. It's uh, very dramatic, but he's always a totally calm guy. And so he, um, he said he was, it was like nearing the end of his atheist days because he left seminary school and it just totally beat spirituality out of him. But he um, had sleep paralysis and he felt like it was the devil and he had had some recent maybe conversations with God and he prayed 
and he felt it lift, and then all of a sudden, he was okay. He just prayed and it went away. It was a long process. Like, it took about 30 minutes, but he started seeing something light take over and, and like, kind of pull it away, and then he was fine. And then he started to trust God a little bit more, or his higher power. Do you think that your parents' connection to spirituality is, was, like, ingrained into you that you took it away and then you made with it what you wanted as yeah. you yeah a lot of it stays true to the roots but just spiritually not so much dogmatically I don't have any ties to any um I guess natural law they kind of just coexist um but yeah I definitely think that they they jump-started this yeah, I mean, our parents start everything, I guess, because they teach us everything. We get everything from them, um, which is kind of crazy to think about just because essentially that's what your kids will do. They get everything from you. Hopefully. Yeah, which well, is I why mean, we always blame yeah. our parents for everything. Right? See, you know, it's our fault. Sense. It will be our fault again. I know. That no, me. Thinking about that haunts me. No, but at some point, like, they'll learn. As long as I feel like we grow in front of them, they'll learn that it's just part of the path. I think once I started seeing my parents take steps to grow and like be vulnerable enough to let us see it, we we able, we were able to accept them and embrace them. And it's kind of like equal territory now. But when do you think that happened? Just because I feel like I feel something similar, but I feel like I only started to see my parents or parent grow as I was getting older when you see them more as adults when you're yourself becoming an adult because well it also just depends on parent culture mm-hmm. also yeah 100% but I feel like for me I didn't really feel like I felt I had that moment where I'm like oh my parent I see them transforming and evolving and do you know what I mean until I was later in my 20s because culturally I feel like it's very much like parent child oh I see yeah for life wow you know and later I feel like as my mom maybe adapted more American ways and just American culture that kind of softened and it was more like okay now I see the transformation as like this is actually also just a human being and not just like my parent wow that like tells me what to do and is the authority it's more of like this is a human being and they actually make a lot of mistakes and maybe it's because of their parents and this is actually really deep rooted and like, and connect this to this. And maybe that was, this why sh- they did this and this and that. Wow. That explains why I just told you the story. But when I was in high school, um, my mom sent me to Michigan. I went to high school in Potomac, Maryland. I went to Churchill. It was a big public school. Um, and I was in my senior year of high school and mid-senior year, she pulled me out in the middle of the day. She had the car packed and filled with all of my stuff. And she's like, I'm shipping you off. You're oh. not 
you're not on the path that I feel you should be on. So to prevent you from doing any more damage to yourself, I'm shipping you off right now. We're literally leaving in the next 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. I went home. My friends came, said bye, and then I was off. And, but, and when I, whenever I tell people that story, like when I told you that story and I had to repeat my senior year, I had to stay over and they lived on a farm and they didn't have internet and I just. They were nice. It was such a, a crazy That's experience. An insane response that to a kid. When I tell people that, because I feel like I gained so much from the experience, and um, I don't come away with it, and I'm like, oh my god, I did that. I, my mom did that, and I hate her. And da, da, da. I'm like, I understand why she did that. Wow. And maybe that's where that whole transformation comes in. That's kind of where it's yeah. It's like. I get why she did that. She felt like she had no other choice. When you're a parent by yourself, you know, things are different. Yeah. And maybe now I get the cultural connection and I feel like it makes more sense. That's amazing. I think that's still such a wild response to a teenager, but I love that you had such a spiritual, like wholesome and like understanding takeaway. Yeah. Also, I was just thinking about how it's so crazy and tell me if you, um, agree with me at all, but why do you think that it is that in times of crisis or chaos or anything that spirituality is so heightened in those moments? Like right now, for instance. Yeah, I think there's definitely a frequency like radio stations where you have to be on a certain level to feel that frequency vibe through your surroundings whether it's the person next to you or a moment you're experiencing that heightens it within you but I would just be guessing you're I it is like a radio station and it's almost like you tune in every day or just when you're passing by and I don't know I feel like it's because people are I don't know why, but it's almost like in people's minds, it's human nature to associate being desperate and so scared with seeking something, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm so desperate and I'm in need. I'm seeking for answers. Like, I'm seeking something. It's like something someone tell me what to do. Yeah. In times of crises. Yeah. Or just, like, lack of control. Do you mean, like, someone, like, a higher power? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's, is it just me that notices that um, we, as society, we as a society tend to fall back on spirituality in times of... I hope so. That's kind of nice. Yeah. But why is it more apparent in a crisis situation? Oh, well, I think that's actually something we default to. I wonder if it's that we haven't been practicing at times where we don't need it so that when we do need it, it's more muscle that we can access within ourselves to reach some kind of communication with our higher power. Otherwise, it's like a desperate lack of gratitude action. Oh my gosh, you just sparked something in my mind (laughs) from work, from core power. Um, things sometimes can be so repetitive and I just realized how I 
it's ingrained for me to instruct people on how to move their bodies and move their bodies in a purposeful way that keeps them safe. But it's not ingrained in me to pray all the time or, you know what I mean? I I don't know why. Even though I've had that teaching, I went to Catholic school and, um, and before, when I talk about the t- my tumultuous times, my tumultuous years, yeah. and I was just talking about, before we started, about um, how I went to that priest and he was talking to me about loving yourself. And um, in all those times, during that time, I was very spiritual. I felt like I was wow. reading my daily devotional every day. I was journaling every day. That's amazing. I was going to church all the time. I also had so much more time, but I was going to church all the time. I was so devoted and I was so open because I felt like I really needed and was searching for answers. And then I feel like life happened and then it's kind of hard to maintain that routine of closeness and yeah. And then it slips away from me, but then I fall on a hard time and then I go back there and then life happens and then it slips away from me. And then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's the human cycle. Yeah, but I'll never forget how to inhale, exhale, inhale. Yeah. Like, why? Why why is that always with me, but the other isn't? That's a good point. I don't know. Well, we have a nature and we have a spiritual nature, or a physical nature and a spiritual nature. And I think that it's hard to find a way to marry the two when there are so many more physical distractions in front of us than there are spiritual distractions. So I think it's just a matter of what's in front of us. We get to put what's in front of us outside of that. But I don't know. Um, oh my God. You, I just, I'm sorry. You just keep getting a revelation every single time you say something. I'm like, (gasps) oh my gosh, what you just said is so, powerful physical distractions versus um spiritual distractions and it's almost like you know in the bible if you are a believer of the bible um adam and eve are tempted and god tempts you and you're supposed to live up to whatever you're not supposed to, I'll take that word back, rather. Um, you seek to live up to whoever you want to be mm-hmm. and stay away from that temptation. But in on earth, there's only physical temptation. Right. So how... Oh, wow. There's not really a spiritual temptation. There isn't, but that physical temptation is stronger wow. than anything that it takes you away from maintaining spiritual connection especially if you don't start with a spiritual connection what if you you know your parents raised you and they didn't always go to church that's what it was like for Casey like exactly so when do you get that revelation she said that she was slowly getting miracles in her life and she actually was pretty paranoid about it she thought someone was following her and then one day she had some epiphany that I don't know. She just started trusting it. Somebody said something like, why don't you trust it? Why don't you think about like for you, Jesus? And so that just 
she started that and after a while it just kind of like locked in because it all made sense and that was for her but um I don't know for my dad he went to jail a couple times for like bar violence and each time he was in there he'd be like all right god I know you're not really real but maybe you could do me a favor you have a chance to prove yourself could you get me out of here and he did this three times and he was at the end he was like if you get me out I'll remember to pray for you and he got out and this happened like three times and the third time he was like all right if this if you get me out I promise I'll pray to you and that's when um he started talking to God again without any like organized view on it at all but then after that time about a month or two later into actually talking to his higher power is when he had his um sleep paralysis moment so little miracles it seems like is the is the common denominator it's kind of like the prodigal son where you don't really need the miracles as much in your life if you're already on board Mm -hmm. so different tool set different strength also how you perceive things just because there's probably so many miracles that happen but depending on where you are mentally and emotionally, you might not be perceiving them as so. Yeah, that's which a good goes point. goes with gratitude. And yeah. it's so powerful when you think about it that way. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What did you have for dinner? What? What did you have for dinner tonight, or did you already have dinner? No, we're doing a slow cooker. Um, who? Ian and I. Um, he challenged me to a slow cooker. I don't like stew. I had uh, I have synesthesia, and I listened to the band Rush, and it made me feel like. Should I go check that? I'm kidding. What was that? I don't know. Something just fell and it made a strange noise and I'm so scared. <laughs> Actually, I just remembered what it is. What is um, it? There is a mattress topper in the closet <laughs> and I stepped in the closet <laughs> and I think it just fell over. Okay. Um, I used to be so freaking scared of the dark. I always tell Pedro this. I used to be so scared and I, I don't know why lately. It's like, do you ever have times in your mind where you just have flashbacks to when you were younger? Yeah. I feel like I have them Yeah, so much. actually. And it's like, is this, is this real or not? Or is this just a dream that I had? Perhaps, oh. Potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and I used to be so scared of the dark. Every single time I would come into a dark room, I used to sing a loud song really loudly because I used to be so scared that the darkness would just consume me. Oh my so I God. I had to just scream really loudly to <laughs> activate noise. Yeah. So that it would cancel out all of the darkness. Yeah. Until I could find a light. And, um, when I would sleep too, my mom used to always watch. So when we first moved here, she, we got this townhouse that was so beautiful and she made the master bedroom that was huge. She split it into two rooms and she attached my room to her room. 
because um, I don't know, I think to just like keep an eye out on me because I was like her only daughter and she's crazy a little bit and I love her. (laughs) Um, But so our rooms were attached to each other. But every single night she would fall asleep watching Forensic Files or America's Most Wanted, which terrifies me. Terrifies me. Also, what kind of sane person just chills and falls asleep to a a show about death? Right. Thank you. (laughs) Like I was haunted yes. triggered by that still That's so I used to get so I was really really scared of the dark so when she would finally fall asleep and I would turn the tv off um and it was just pitch black and I'd be in my bed and I was just and there was a chair at my desk and there used to always be some kind of shirt or jacket over the chair I would fall asleep and then mid middle of the night I'd wake up a little bit but I was too scared to wake up my eye to open my eyes fully so I would just kind of um squint and the chair just looked like a little demon. And every single time the chair just looked different, it was like a little demon or it was like some weird snake oh or something. And, you know, things shapeshift in the dark. So I would just... Yeah. And, but also I have such a vivid imagination and I think it's from things like that. Yeah. And that's, that's where my mind goes Crazy. Constantly. I kind of think it's a gift though that we had those kind of fears as a kid because it really left room for an imagination as an adult. I have such a vivid imagination. Oh, yeah, you do. Every I time you really go off do. on a story, it's like, I, know. I don't even know if it's true enough. I don't care. I know. It's so detailed. People always tell me that the way I tell stories is the best because it's so deep, mm. so detail-oriented. But also just yeah. because I love to tell, I'm, I love hearing stories and I love to tell stories. You're amazing. But I think because I have such a vivid imagination and I see things in such a powerful particular way sometimes from different angles that makes i think sense. i watched too much disney, disney that's not possible except for yeah that's possible i just yeah i've heard of my work has disney everything disney plus yeah no like disney cups disney bandanas disney paraphernalia at your job yeah why i have no idea i don't know what it is it's i'm not okay. as big a fan i like i was as a kid but i feel like it made me too boy crazy and it set me up for like unrealistic romance. I'm still a little salty. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Don't wait on your white knight, black knight, Zoro. Is Zoro a villain or? I never not? saw that one. I think he's a like half he's a good guy. He is right. He's Why just do a I guy think with he's a, like a stud? I think he's supposed to be. He is supposed to be a stud like Fabio. Who who's Fabio? I don't even know. But he's yeah. supposed to be a stud though. Like Fabia. I'm pretty sure. Wait, Fabia. He's a, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure he saves ladies on his Yeah, face. he's like a good guy. Yeah, he does he good is. things. He's like Robin Hood. It's Robin Is he? Steals from the rich, gives to the poor. He's still doing a bad thing for a good thing's yeah. sake. Isn't that kind of like Dexter? Never saw that one. But I do know the premise. He like kills only bad guys. Yeah, and it's like a serial killer. Surprise catches kills, them. He only kills rapist murderers pretty cool does he ever get caught i don't know oh. do you think that that evens out if uh, you do stuff that's bad like what if you go to walmart and you steal clothes and shoes but it's not like you're stealing them for yourself you're giving them to people am i able to buy them no no um i have no idea i have honestly no idea it's hard it's hard what do you think Oh, I don't know. I don't know. 
I feel like if you don't have the money to do it and it's not something that's really malicious and it's not actually intentionally hurting anyone and you're giving it to someone, I feel like it can't be, it's not that morally foul, but I think if you have the money to do it and you're just doing it to steal, then no. Yeah. Moral compasses have a funny lining. Yeah. There is no straight line to anything. No, which is kind of nice because I get pretty bored. Yeah. But with a moral compass, it's like kind of, it can be, it's a hard line to, what is that saying? I wish Richard was here because he would tell me. Every single time that I don't know a saying because I never know how to say them correctly, I always just ask him. Same and I him. always say it incorrectly. It's ah! so funny. He's like, what are you talking about? That's not That's right. That's so funny. Toe the line. I think I just said that right. No idea what that is. Okay. What did I just say? <laughs> Wait, so what are you having for Something dinner? Something about wine. Um, what am I having for dinner? I just made pizza before you got here, um, as an early dinner. So I'm not really going to have a late dinner. I'm trying to not eat that late in the evening because I've been it's snacking so, so much. I know, it's so hard. It's so hard. In these corona times, it's really difficult. It is really difficult. Except I just discovered that Ian's bathtub has jets. So a bathtub? He's a bathtub. Wow, and it's luxurious. Like a, I only have a shower. I can't live without a bathtub. I haven't gone a week bathtub. without a bathtub since, like, I was three. But people I'm that have I've, People that have bathtubs are, are spoiled. We are spoiled. And they aren't used to that shower life like I am. I'm, used, I'm such a shower person. Really? That taking a bath... It sounds luxurious, but I also know that I would kind of hate it just because I'm like, get in there, take a shower, get out. I'm standing. I'm not sitting in the tub. I'm also so weird and OCD that I would never just like sit and soak in a tub. I would need to clean it. I always do. Yeah. There's like a whole process. I even bring, if I like need a good bath, if I'm traveling, I'd bring cleaning supplies. (laughs) I would just buy them. What? I would just probably buy them. I have, like, it's all a mini kit. Really? Yeah, I'm obsessed. I will do anything to have, like, a good bath, but it has to be clean. This is, I didn't even, like, look in his bath. I've known all this time he has baths, but it's a guy's bathroom. So I had to clean it, like, deep clean it three times. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm going in. Speaking of guys' bathrooms, um, like I said, I'm really OCD. But I did, I have been stressing about the bathroom shower because I really, really wanted Petra to clean it. <laughs> and he cleaned it the other day spotless. What? Spotless. I'm talking crystal, like a diamond. Wow. Diamonds by Rihanna was playing when I walked into it. <laughs> That's it amazing. So it was so clean. The bathtub was beautiful. Oh my gosh. And he was that so here? happy. So you yeah, do have a bathtub here. here. It was bath shower. So like, if I wanted to, I could, but I can't. I would need, what I, I would only feel comfortable taking a bath in an actual bath. What do you mean? What's an actual bath? Without a shower. Like, why? Um, an old-fashioned bathtub. Never. Have I don't know. It just, the thought of people standing and putting their feet in the tub and taking a shower and then sitting down weirds me out and grosses me out and I can't get over it and I 
won't. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, and I just, I just, I'm that's sorry. so fair. I, that's okay. It has to be an actual bathtub, which I'll never have. Why do you say that? Um, unless I move into a house and I flip it and I buy a really nice tub and I put yeah. it in. Yeah, you know, this is a prerequisite for our future home. Really? Mm-hmm. His is, okay, for the record, a lot more bougie. Why? He wants, like, a spa shower where you can, like, sit in the shower and have, like, I would love a, a seat in the shower. I feel like that would be so nice. Um, Then I could put the shower head down. Get a little, get a little steamy. Yeah. A little sauna. Yeah. vibe. Um, chill, get a little eucalyptus, get a little lavender. Yeah. Hang out. Hang music. out. Really have Read a, a book. good time. Read a book. Call someone. <laughs> chill. Enjoy your time in there. I would That's love what that. they do in bands, though. I would love that. All but you're it. soaking in the water. Yeah, but I would honestly Netflix just like a song. Or book or music. It's I have all of it. I have it in a flower. Yeah. Good. I would love this one. Are you helping Ian redecorate his house? When he moves in, it's still about a month off. But definitely. He just he's good. So we're going to turn this convo into um relationships what? sector. What do you mean? We're turning the convo into relationships sector because we've actually been we're supposed to be talking about spirituality, <laughs> but we are completely not on that and we're literally on everything else in the world. That's funny. So we... Ian is your boyfriend. He is my boyfriend. And you guys have been dating for ten months. You guys have been dating for ten months? That's a long time or a short time? That's a while. I don't know why in my mind I feel like it's been six months. <laughs> I know. It I can never keep track, but yeah. When is your one-year anniversary? Fourth uh, of July. Fifth of July. That's not that far. No. From now. How are you feeling about it? Good. Really good. Um, he's so committed to growth. He's like the quickest. That's the issue I've had in relationships. All my relationships have ended because of complacency on one side or the other. So he's just not someone who could fall to that. Once he's pointed out, like a, a corner of his, he immediately puts the highlights on it. What do you mean by that? He channels his attention to areas that he could grow, that mm. he feels like he wants to grow, that would benefit him better or his future better. So I feel like that's something that I don't know why, but lately in this day and age, no one that in the dating realm, guys don't want that. They I know. Don't, they're not, that's not what they're looking for. No, it's weird. Like, they're not looking to really grow and maybe grow out of areas and, like, grow into something deeper. Yeah. And it's very much just on the surface. And I'm such an intense person that I can't take that. So I feel like that's why I had such a hard time yeah. dating. 
I don't, nobody has time for like small really talks. No one, but everyone does. Though. Why is thing. that? It's Why is that? People say that they don't have time for small talk, but that's all that they do. Can't do it. I immediately, and Ian told me, he's like, on the first date, you immediately, your first question before you even got to our table was, do you have a relationship with, with your, God? Oh my God. <laughs> your number I, one thing to do is ask people, do you have a really, what's your relationship like with your father? And that's only an Uber driver. Only Uber drivers. Yeah. What's your relationship like with God? That is really deep. Because well, I don't want to waste my time anymore. People would put on their profiles that they were religious or spiritual, but then we'd go out and they'd be like, oh, I just mean culturally. I don't, like, have a connection with a higher power. I just mean I like, like, lifestyle. Such a waste of my time. I want yeah. to have, a, like, three-way connection here. I wish <laughs> that there was a way you could vet out more on apps That's how to I not it. waste your time and even go on the date. Oh, well, see, I like the dates. I like a good bad date. <laughs> I feel like I I haven't been on that many. Well, Petra is the first person that I want. I, I remember you talking about your first date. That this date was the longest date that I've ever been on. Same for him. That was crazy. It was so fun. It was so unexpected and I remember reading my horoscope that day and I was so freaked out I actually think I still have it on my phone um I was was talking myself out of going to meet him and it was raining I was like, this is just not the day to go on a date but I was like just and then my horoscope was talking about letting go of things and I was very much I think still really hung up on um just like the feelings that I had in my old relationship. So I think that was really, really preventing me from like going in and actually like meeting people with an open heart. So I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> let me just try this out. <gasps> oh Even my though I know that this is going to go and now look so at you. How long has it been? And um, it's almost been two years, maybe two years in September. What are you guys going to do? I have no idea. We are going to go to Greece this summer. No. But now we can't go. I'm so, I'm so upset. It, it Greece awaits you. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be happen. next year and it'll be even better because we'll like have had all this time like living together and even building like a stronger foundation yeah. to go on like our first big trip together. I think that'll be really fun. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what the world will be like in September curious I'm I don't know why but I I'm so anxious for things to reopen and I'm so ready for things to go back to the way that they were even though it will be a while for that but I also have this anxiety of things to reopen and go back to the way that they were just because I don't know what that looks like now yeah after everything is all said and done and I have this I have, like, a little bit of anxiety about that. I think it'll be generally good things. When we create some caution in society, it can be definitely taken a little too far. But I, I think this time we'll just be more embracing of self-respect and boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Space. Space. Space in lines at airplanes, airports. Yes. I don't want to feel all of the, like... I don't want to feel your breath on my back. No. I literally have considered bringing a hula hoop to baggage checkout. Or, like, checking to your bag. To keep that much space between you and yes. someone else. That's so smart. I is it? But, like... They the, should have people do that, though, work there. Just, like, work out when you're in line. That's and so smart. And do space. Yeah. That's Ugh. actually really smart. 
Thanks. Instead, Ian got me TSA pre-checks. Now I can't complain anymore. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's pretty practical. Yeah, he is. Type 6. A man I know. Type 6. I, I can't tell. Man. Patrick's a type 4 or type 5. What's the type 4 and 5 name? Um, Type 4 is the romantic. And then I think type 5 is the investigator. It's oh, that is a hard one. one. I know. Wow. It's really, really difficult because to me, I think oh, he wow. used to be more type 4. Um, no, he definitely used to be more type 5. Really? I, I feel think like so. he used to be type 4 before I met him and before you even knew him. Oh. And he used to be very, like, I love, I love, 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 love. Very. I mean, he'll come back to it. I think that he's out of that phase. I wonder what after like, 6 will be. Or after 5 will be. But, I don't know. Investigator investigator hmm. interesting that does make sense it's very knowledgeable all all, yes very knowledgeable yeah. like all of his projects and how he puts he gets energy from knowledge yeah pretty much and giving knowledge to others yeah that's true that's like how he finds he's a teacher himself to be his strongest that's definitely him the romantic is, I don't, know, I don't see him that way. Like the story in Romanticist. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But he, I don't know. But he's, he is very romantic. Really? Yes, he's really romantic. He's so sweet. It's so funny to that. see when you see someone that you maybe, like, don't really know that well, because I remember when I met him, even if I didn't know him and I just met him, he looks mean. Yeah, 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 same. And he looks like he would never be the sweetest person in the entire world, and he's legitimately, like, the Pillsbury Joe boy. He's so soft (laughs) and sweet. That's amazing. But he looks like so terrifying. the meanest person yeah. ever. <laughs> Remember the first funny? time I talked to him, I was like thinking, like, you don't have to talk to me if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but I it was a really like interesting conversation. I wanted to, but it was it was not. He, I just felt like. His mannerism. Yeah. It's like. He's so hard to read. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. And that shouldn't change. It will never change. Good. People should stay on edge until they should. (laughs) That's the way it should be. It's so weird. Him and my mom are strangely alike in a sense. Like, my mom is like that too. When I was in high school, my friends used to be so scared. Really? Because she very much has that that presence where it's very powerful Mm -hmm. and... um, kind of puts you off a little bit and you don't know if the person is like judging you or they don't like you or very standoffish and um but in reality they're just so loving wow so loving so funny so amazing so silly that's amazing like oh my god my mom she used to tickle me for like 10 hours straight oh my god that's so cute we would just laugh hysterically and she would just tickle me she would grab my hands squeeze them together and just tickle me and i just <laughs> laugh so <hard> for hours <laughs> that's amazing that's <laughs> so pure it, and 
then people will be like, your mom's so strict and But then she, then I think back and I'm like, oh my God, she is so strict. How can someone be so versatile? Yeah, maybe, I mean, is she a Gemini? No, she's a Scorpio. We have, our birthdays are one day apart. Wow. And we would have been born on the same day. Is she before or after? Before. Okay. I would have born, been born on her birthday if my dad did not um, sleep in when she was like... Panicking? Yeah. She's like, my water broke. How do you sleep through that? He's like, you're fine. <gasps> yeah, honey, don't He's worry. Like, She's like, no, we need to go now. But and just then it like was a couple 12. more hours. It was after 12. She was so mad. She wanted us to have the same birthday. That's so cute. But one day apart. That's amazing. It's a lot. It's like the cosmos made that happen. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that weird? Yeah. How things like that just click happen. I know. It's like fate. I definitely think our souls make a contract before they get here. With, like, do you think God, like, the universe, God, something says I don't know I just kind of like pictured it like my siblings like I we made a contract to be each other's siblings and be Mm -hmm. the way we would be towards each other different during different periods but you don't choose though I feel like we might I feel I feel like it's such an obvious choice that they should be my siblings but what about people that have awful siblings and like awful parents maybe it's a Maybe they went back on their choice. What do you mean? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I, I God puts us with weird situations so that we can grow from them. Yeah. And for a while, my siblings had, and, and I myself, we were all terrible at different times. Yeah, it's crazy how you're different people at different points of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so, I feel like I'm me now, but I haven't been me. Yeah. And probably for like my whole life until I was like 20. Mean or me? Me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't been myself until I was I think like 20. That can be really confusing before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah no I was I didn't know I was I was the whole problem. That's so confusing like no man's land. Yeah it's like I don't know who I am. I'm like I feel like I have to be who I'm around but I'm not comfortable and they want me to be someone, but I don't know what to be to make everyone happy. Right. Yeah. And that's why I love Petra. He's just like, just be yourself. I love that. And I just. Simplify. Yeah. Just be myself. And I feel like I just learned that that's my most powerful asset is to just be myself that's amazing I totally agree you get there's you a strength so in self and like trying to be someone else yeah you know even if like sometimes it'll catch up without us being the driver to that that's yeah. like what that's not a me thing <laughs> what did no. I just say or do yeah who is that yeah weird it's like I let other entities take yeah. over for a minute and then everyone else's projections is like becomes my entire identity. Everyone else's? Yeah. Like they project onto you and then you just absorb and absorb. Whoa. And it's like you lose your own projections. 
Yeah, that's you know? a good point. I'm just trying to If that makes sense. That makes sense. sense. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to end this podcast. Oh, okay. Should we say like a happen? thing? Um, yeah. Thanks. Where can people find you, Taylor, on social media? What's your, oh. what's your Instagram? Tato Pop. And what's your... I was gonna say your Snapdler. Your uh, my Snapdler. My Facebook. Your Snapdler. <laughs> my everything is Tato Pop. Tato Pop. Tato Pop. How do I spell that? T A Y T O P O P. And what about you? Um, I'm not on social media right now, but I think I am gonna make a comeback. A yeah. I used to be. This is the thing with social media. I used to be on Instagram. I feel like when it first came out and. I spent way too much time, especially when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, where I was just very emotionally unstable. Yeah. Um, And I would just spend a lot of time on the internet, on Instagram, and I was really focused on, like, likes and this and that, and I had to get away from that. Wow. And I feel like I haven't been on it since. And thinking about it gives me anxiety that I'll go back to that place. Yeah, that makes sense. No, but I honestly, that that was my mindset for a while because I thought, not about Instagram, but going back to something, I thought that becoming more introspective would make me self-centered because there was a time in uh, sophomore year where I was super self-centered and I was not caring or considerate of others and I was always worried about that, but um, it just, I forgot. <laughs> about the likes. Oh, but now I've realized that introspection is something that can be so full. And it's weird, and I'm, like, tiptoeing into it when I could just dive in, but I don't trust myself to not fall to my my physical nature of ego. So it's an adventure. Yeah, you just have to lean into it. Yeah. And I have to lean into it, too. I just, I'm, like, triggered from before. I'm like, yeah. well, I just go back no, to my so ways. My old ways. I think you're so whole and you're so pure that it would be totally out of today's character for you to go back to that. That's not part of you. You shed all of that. And just like there's no shame with, there's no shame with doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Absolutely. On like, like anything. Like I can do whatever I want. And that's so much what I have to keep telling myself every single time that I want to do something. Good. It's like my type two guilt. Yeah. I'm like, no, this makes me look bad or this makes me not seem authentic or it's just wow. like, I'm just gonna, I just need to do what I want. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? That resonates home. To totally agree. But yes. Okay. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Lauren. I love you. I love you. Let me turn this recording off.